Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 61 of the IT Career Energizer, a weekly podcast where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants and experts from around the world. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And remember to subscribe to get new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Sandro Mancuso. Sandro is co-founder of Codurance, author of The Software Craftsman, an international speaker and founder of the London Software Craftsmanship Community. He currently helps organisations and development teams to get better at delivering business value through well-crafted software. So Sandro, can I ask you to expand on that summary and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hi, Phil. I started my career around 22 years ago, and more than half of it I spent in consultancy companies, uh, which gave me a good exposure to companies of all sorts, from startups to large enterprises, to product, from product companies to investment banks, different technologies. So I think that uh, working for consultancies prepared me to what I'm doing today and gave me a good basis to understand where I'm going with my career as well. Yeah, so 22 years is a fair amount of time to work in the IT industry. So you've obviously got a lot of experience. So given that experience, can you provide maybe one unique career tip that those early in their careers ought to know about? I can only talk for myself, right? So I can say how I look at my own career. So one of the things that I do is I separate my career from my job. An analogy that I could use is that my career is almost like a career is like a stairs, so some stairs. You cannot see the end. So you are climbing up and it's quite irregular as well. It goes up and down and gets larger and smaller. Or, or, but it is, so each job is a step in this ladder, in, the, or in these stairs, if you like. I think that it's quite dangerous to mix the two. I think that your career is composed by multiple jobs each job being a step, some of them are very large, some of them are small, narrow, large. So as long as you understand where you are trying to go, I try to see if the my job is still aligned to where I, where I want to go. Yeah. And sometimes for different circumstances, the, there is a misalignment. And at that point, you need to make a choice. Change direction or you change jobs. So do you see each job as part of how you form your career. It's the components of your career as opposed to the career itself. That's correct. So that's absolutely correct. So I do kind of like a, almost in, a, in an agile fashion, right? So, so you have a vision and then you have like smaller milestones and then you expect and adapt. And every, every now and again, uh, I ask myself like, where am I going? Am I still going in the right direction? And then while I'm working for a company, I'll give you, Everything I can, everything I have, I'll give my best. So, so that partnership, while we're working together, I'll do everything I can to make that a successful partnership. But at some point, we will go separate ways. This may take a few months, maybe this may take years. I worked for a company for five years and another one for three months. 
So given your, your career experience, there must be times where things haven't gone so well. So could you maybe give us an example of maybe your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that? <laughs> Spending so many years in consultancies, uh, I was exposed to so many different environments and organizations uh, that I had a, a very good amount of uh, <laughs> good and bad experiences, I would say. I think that one of the worst I had, it was around... 2007, 2008, it was the early days of mobile apps. I think that the first iPhone was released in early 2007, if I'm not wrong. And at that time, most of the the large organizations, mainly the telecoms, were trying to create their apps and, and, and things like that. So I was working for a telecom through via a consultancy company, and they were planning uh, to launch their product simultaneously in three different countries in Europe with more than 20 million subscribers. And we spent months, it was very hierarchical, highly political environment. Uh, Teams didn't talk to each other and we were all trying to build parts of it. And so we were raising the flag and say like, this is not going to work. We have loads of problems within our team and in other teams, but they were just, they didn't want to listen at all. The managers felt as, as an attack. As soon as you would say that something is wrong somewhere else, they would feel as an attack. So we tried our best. And in one of the meetings, I remember clearly where the guy told me, like, look, you are an external person here. Your job here is to code and do what you are told and not to try to give opinions on things that are outside the scope of your job. So, of course, that for the morale is never great when you're trying to do more than your job and you hear that. So we end up going live. It was a major disaster. So this company had advertised on TV. They had physical shops all over the UK and in other two countries as well, Austria and Germany. So they had a massive campaign. They had to go live at that date. The system was live for one hour. It fell down. And then we tried to bring it up after three hours. It went up again and down again for another uh, few hours and then up. And then we spent like the whole night trying to make that work up and down up and down until we decided that we would need to bring it down for (laughs) some time and it was down for two weeks and yeah and then they had to even release a press conference all this kind of stuff so after that i I just asked to leave i said like i just can't stay like we 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 said that we had problems they refused to to listen and to do something about it just to cover their arses and so yeah yeah and th- those experiences you tend to learn a lot from so is there anything in particular you learn from that that you could take forward into subsequent roles well quite a few like uh, one is the the communication between business and, and technology they need they need to work as a team they cannot just be like uh, one versus the other one against the other another thing that they had they had a centralized qa team the qa team was uh, responsible to to QA multiple groups instead of having embedded in their teams. There was even a meeting where the, the big CTO said that the QA team had raised more than a thousand bugs in six months and they, everyone was happy about it. I would have ha- fired half of the company if that happened, Yeah, uh, but they were happy about it. They were celebrating and clapping and everything. So I think that that, that was a, a great example that you need to bring the two together. You cannot just have silos. And, and I think that an agile process is could have helped a lot in that organization. Yeah, I think things have matured a lot since those days in particular. So, yes, you're probably right. So, obviously, that wasn't the best experience, but it, could you take us forward maybe to a career highlight or greatest success and tell us about that? 
I was always very diligent with my career. Since the very, very beginning, even before I joined the, the IT industry, I was always carefully planning my, my, my steps and where I wanted to go. And so I had a few things that were very cool, I think, that worth mentioning. One was the move to the UK. I think that coming from Brazil and moving to the UK was a massive improvement in my career. Like I was exposed, I, I moved to the UK in 2004, and that was when the whole Agile movement was getting popular because it's from 2001, right? So the Agile movement. Uh, so 2004 was a great year for like, there were a lot of companies, a lot of very, very smart people in London specifically pushing the boundaries and creating new practices and techniques and evolving them. And I was lucky to, that's why I wanted, to, one of the reasons that I wanted to come to London is to be part of it. And I was able to meet all these people. So this was a great thing. Starting the first software craftsmanship community in Europe, and today's the largest in the world, was also another thing. So that I've done that in 2010. Writing the book on software craftsmanship was also a personal satisfaction, but also having a guy like Bob Martin to like my work and, and write the forward and have the book as part of his series, that was great. Yes, great endorsement. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So... And today being invited to go to many conferences around the world and giving opening and closing keynotes and things like that. So it's all, all there are quite a few things. But one of the, the biggest is, is starting my own company after a failure attempt as a, on a startup I had many years before. So trying again, but a different company and, and having Cojunus as a, a company that is, is created with the foundation of software craftsmanship is, is on so Codurancy represents the, the values and principles of software craftsmanship and, and, and running a company with open financials, open salaries and, and run by developers is quite exciting. It's challenging, but it's probably one of the highlights of my career as well. So given that you, you do run Codurance, obviously you have a, an interest in the future of the IT industry. Mm-hmm. So is there anything in particular that excites you about the IT industry and careers in IT in the future? I'm a software developer, right? So at heart, that's what I do. I write code. And code is everywhere. So software is everywhere. Every, everywhere you look at, there's software behind. So our lives depend on software. And this is just going to get worse or better, uh, depending on how you look at it. So the demand for software professionals or for software in general, well, we just sent a Tesla to space two days ago, right? So that's where technology is going. That's how crazy things are, how fast things are moving. Um, so the, the demand for software, but not only software, for quality software. So for the importance, cars are com- completely controlled by software, uh, medicines, surgeries. So, so everything has software behind. I believe that we are, at least I hope, that we come a little bit more professionals, if you like, professionals in, in the term of being more diligent. I, I don't like to compare to engineering. I think that software is, is a discipline on its own. I don't like to keep borrowing for, from other uh, places. But we need to get a little bit more serious about in how we build software. I think that it's very exciting to join the, the IT industry right now due to the, the amount of evolutions we have in technology, software specifically, and hardware as well. So, so the whole uh, IoT and everything. What I'm looking forward myself are on new practices in how to build software properly. That's, that's what I'm looking at. That's what I find exciting. 
We're going to go into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? Well, let's 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 try it. Let's let's go. Okay. So, what first attracted you to a career in IT? When I was eleven years old, my father bought a TK eighty five. Like our market was closed in Brazil, so we we could not import other things. But it was a, a copy of the ZX Spectrum, I think, that you had in the UK. Yes. Yeah. And I came across Basic, and I started typing games from magazines, and then I started tweaking them, and and that was. I said, wow, I love that stuff. And then I decided to, as a, as a teenager, I already had some plans to go to London. And among many other things that I liked, IT and, and writing code was one kind of profession. When I get to the point where I had to choose my university degree, I said, well, IT is a thing that I like. Writing code is a thing that I like. And I can work anywhere in the world. Yep. So that would be a great profession for me. And that's, that's how I, I chose IT. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Very early in my career, I joined a very large organization. And one of the departments that I ended up joining, it's a long story, but I'll try to make it very short. Uh, I had a massive admiration for the the guy running the department. He was a phenomenal developer. So when I managed to get transferred to his department and work under him, it was a massive achievement for me. And, And I was so keen to impress him that the first assignment that he gave me, I just rushed in and tried to finish as fast as possible. And I was very happy to, to deliver my first feature in, in, the, in his apartment. And I went to speak to him and, and he, did a, he did a kind of a code review on my code. And he completely destroyed everything I had written. So I had written like, I don't know, 200 lines of code and he found <laughs> a problem in 300 lines, right? So everywhere, like, it's, so, so everything was wrong. And, and after that, after destroying everything I did, so he asked me if I had understood. And I said, yes. And then he's, he deleted the code. He Ow. deleted from source control. Yeah. You know when you have a cold shower and you say, <gasps> you, you, so, and then and he turned at me and said, well, you can do it. If you understood how to do it properly, you can do that again. And <laughs> so I was, I was furious. But then, but he said one thing to me there. He said like, how it's done is as important as getting it done. And I never forgot that. And I think that that was my first contact, although we never used the word mentors or software craftsmanship, but that thing was for me the, the first contact with what I feel there is the spirit of software craftsmanship. Yep. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I think that we all... Well, not all, but like quite a few of us suffer sometimes from the imposter syndrome. I also think that we are all limited by our own ignorance. The only way that I can go beyond my own ignorance is if I benefit from the knowledge of other people. So I think that when I look back, the tech communities were very, very important to me. I was either part of them or created one. or So I learned a lot and developed a lot with the involvement with the communities, I think that if I was starting again to speed up the process and go beyond my own ignorance, I would join the communities earlier and I would start sharing what I know earlier as well without worrying who is going to read or, or watch whatever I'm talking about. Yep. I think that's just what I would do. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? So I have two main objectives right now. 
I was very happy with, with the book I wrote, but it's not a technical book. It's a very ideological book. I've always been obsessed with software design, so I'm writing again, and I'm trying to reshape how we think about software design. So with slightly different techniques, or, or I want to have a, a different spin on software design. So that, that's what I, I'm focusing on. I, I'm studying a lot. I'm going back to the 70s and trying to learn a lot about software design and evolution, and I'm putting a few ideas together. So this is one of the things that I'm focusing on. Another thing is to keep growing the, the, the company. Of course, that uh, it's my baby. Uh, I have a, a business partner as well, and, and I have the inspiration, the, the aspiration to have Codurance uh, as one of the best software companies in the world, of course, but be the home of software craftsmanship and hopefully inspire other companies to follow some of the practices that we are using as a company. So to bring software craftsmanship principles and values to the organizational level, not only to the technical level. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Confidence to speak in, in public. I think that uh, in public, when I mean in public, is not necessarily speaking at a conference. Confidence to speak in public means even like if you are in a meeting, is to have the confidence to get, so as soon as things are a little bit disorganized or you're not moving, having the confidence to get the whiteboard marker and stand up and go to the whiteboard and start organizing that thing. So facilitating and, and putting myself forward, I think this confidence to, to speak and to express, to speak my mind and to express my ideas helped me a lot in my career. Uh, Sandra, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the audience? Don't let anyone control your career. Spend your own time and money to learn. Don't blame companies if they don't create a space for you to learn or if they don't buy you books or if they don't send you to a conference. Like It's not their job. If they do that, awesome. Stay there. Like Appreciate. Be thankful when companies do that. But career is a personal thing and we should own it. So control your career. Yes. Don't let other people control your career. Yeah, careers are your own. There's only one person who can really look after it, and that's Indeed. you. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and possibly connect with you? All right, so I'm on Twitter, so at Sandra Mancuso on Twitter. So Sandra at Codurance.com, that's my, my email. And, of course, if you go to Codurance.com, you find a way to, to contact me as well. Sandra, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Sure. Thank you very much, Phil. It was a pleasure. My thanks go to Sandra for being my guest on today's show. Full show notes can be found at itcareerenergizer.com slash e61. In the next episode, I'll be talking with April Wenzel, who is founder of Compassionate Coding, a social enterprise bringing emotional intelligence and social consciousness to the software industry. You can get this and future episodes automatically downloaded and available to play by simply subscribing to the podcast in iTunes or whichever streaming service you're using to listen. Have a great week. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.